the context of where I want to go this morning is we've been touching on faith. We've been saying it's the joy of the Lord is my strength. We've been making these declarations. And if you read the context of what I spoke over the last couple of you follow, there's a certain pattern. There's a certain what, where are we going with this and talking about how to live this life. Where is God growing us to? How are we walking in maturity? Last year was a lot about maturity, growing, seeing, being part of that. And, and I've realized that God's not done with us. And Philippians 4, one verse, Philippians 1 verse 6 says, the work that he started, he will bring unto completion. So what God started, he's going to finish. You're like you can try and run away from it. You can try and stop believing it. You can try. God's not done with you, and he's constantly going to pursue you, constantly going to work in your life. Somewhere you've got to give up and give in. You've got to give up and give in. And so, and what I shared earlier is that when I start reading the, the Word of God and I get into the Word of God, I realize there are so many stories that I can relate with, so much of the Word of God, that when I spend time in it, faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word of God. So the more I hear the Word, the more I spend time in the Word, faith is built. I'm reading about David. Something of the Spirit jumps to me. You know, you could read any hero story. It doesn't touch your heart. But when you read David... That tells me that what I'm reading isn't just a nice little hero story. We've all watched movies about heroes and, and great comeback stories. Come on, I love those kind of movies. I love that comeback story when you know, you're down and out, nobody you like gave them a chance, and they come back, and yeah, they're victory. But none of those stories you do I multiply go back to multiple times and read it and read it or watch it and watch it like I'll go back to David or to Moses, or to Daniel. Listen, those stuff's real. Can, uh, the Israelites leaving Egypt is a real story. It's not, it's not a little poem that was written so we can read something from a poem. It's not a piece of literature that will just inspire us. No, it is a real event that is so miraculous and so much that the entire Jewish nation still stands on what they did and the promise of Abraham. They believe they're blessed. Because there's a covenant made with them by God. So that you, you can't touch us because we're God's children. You see, they, they live on, a, on, on something that they've achieved. And when we look at when they left there, Egypt, it was so spectacular, so massive. And when you go to the bottom of the Red Sea, you find that there are wheels and there are some of chariots and stuff that are found at the bottom that show that that story is real. God did open it. God did do stuff, and God was there all the time. So when we're reading the Word of God, there's stuff that's there that we've got to apply, believe, and step into. Now, faith gives substance to the things hopeful, the evidence of things not yet seen. So I don't, I don't see it yet, but I'm walking in it. I'm not seeing it yet, but I'm walking in it. And so the story of Genesis and my, and my, my um, title of what I want to talk about is Step outside. Have you guys got it on? Yeah, step outside. <laughs> step outside the box. Step outside of what this is. And we're going to look at what that is and what God is doing. This story in the week, I woke up one morning and all I heard was God say the words, step outside. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm going back to the story 
And as I'm reading the story, my heart just, and I, I read it a few times during this week. I went back to it over and over and over again. And, and it's amazing when God speaks to you and you start putting your ear more to, to inclining your ear more towards him, you will hear his voice more clearly. It's difficult to hear the voice if I don't know the person, if I'm not listening for it. If I'm not opening my ears and hearing where that is. Listen, if you're waiting for somebody to show up at an event or a party or a restaurant, what do you do? You're waiting for them, so you keep on looking. You keep on seeing. You recognize. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was up on Lion's Head, and as I came walking up onto Lion's Head and just out onto the floor, I suddenly heard, Sean! And I look around, here's Henny, Henny from Stellenbosch. Just on the other side, he was about to take a picture, and so he was on the rock and saw my green cap. <laughs> Listen, I'm fooling, everybody knows that green cap. So you're like, ah, I recognize that because I've had relationship with that. I know that. I've seen it a few times, so it doesn't look like any other green cap. That must be Sean. Sean! You see, there's an expectancy when we start hearing God's voice, when we, we know that that we hear. So Genesis 15, let's read from verse 1. God's called Moses. There's, there's been this encounter, uh, just the previous chapter with um, Melchizedek, the pre-incarnated Christ. It's this incredible moment of what Abraham, of Abraham experiences God. And then verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 1, is after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. God comes to Abraham and gives him a word. Listen, you've got to follow the story. You've got to get in. You've got to look beyond what you're reading and find the truth of what this is. God comes to him and said, I am your shield, and I am your reward, your exceedingly great reward. This is a, this is a big word. This is a major moment for Abraham. But Abraham said, Lord God, will you give me, um, what will you give me, seeing I go childless in the heirs of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Now listen what happens here. God speaks to him, and the first thing he does, just like all of us, is, God, have you seen the shape or the, or the, or the state of my car? Lord, it doesn't even start. It's got no wheels on. This is your bucky. <laughs> like God speaks, says, I am your shield. I am your great reward. Lord, have you seen? I haven't had steak in six months. We've been eating soya. I almost thought I was vegan. <laughs> bully beef. It was dropped off here. I know some of you like bully beef. I don't I'm just not. Come on. You, the first God speaks to you. I'm your shield. I'm your reward. But Lord, what will you give me? God just said, I give you myself. But all Abraham wants to know is like, I haven't got a child. Like, I, I've got nothing. I like there's somebody living in my house. Must that be the one that you provide? It's not even mine. So does, what, what's this thing? Like I'm so stuck in where my circumstances are. I'm so stuck in my, in my inability to provide. I'm stu stuck in my sickness. I'm stuck in the state of the nation. I'm stuck in 
I haven't been on a holiday in 300 years. January was the worst month ever. It was, I thought it was 500. It was actually 600 days. Come on, you've been, you been there? Now listen to this. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one will come to you in your own body shall be your heir. So God says, like, I'm hearing you. So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you somebody. And then God says the following. Then he brought him, if you've got a Bible there, you've got a pen, underlined it, outside. And said, now look to the heavens and count the stars. Are you able to number them? God says, listen, Abram, step outside. Lord, in my house, in my tent, everything that we have, there's no air. You just promised you my shield. What are you, God says, I'm going to provide, but let's step outside. Come, let's step out of your circumstances. Step out of the tent. Step out of the thing you're in. Step outside and look up. Can you count? Can you? Can you count? Can you even look at what I've done? Can you see my greatness? But inside, all you can see is the, the globe's. Oh, that one's off. Oh, that's where the geezer burst last month. See, we haven't even got hot water. It's run through the roof. Come on, you're so stuck in your circumstances. God says, get out. Get outside. Step outside and look up. Look up and try and count the stars. What I'll do through you is greater than what you just asked me. You've got to get this. God says, I'm, you asked me for one. Step outside and I'll show you what I can do. You asked me for one. Didn't you get what I said to you the first time? I'm your shield, and I'm your exceedingly great reward. In me, it's all possible. In me, it's all there. In me, it's what. But you're just looking at the fact of you didn't have a son, and I was trying to give you me. Step outside, look up, and see what I'll do. <laughs> if you get this this morning, it's going to change your worldview. If you get this this morning, you're going to look beyond COVID. You're going to be look beyond your generation. You're going to look further than what that is. So much further. Because you're going to see that there's a certain purpose that God's put in place. That God's after your heart. That God's more interested in your growth than your comfort. I said it last week and I'll say it again. He's more interested in your growth than your comfort. We'd like to be comfortable. But he's not about your comfort because when, he, when you mature enough, you're going to walk in a way that you've never walked before. Exactly. Okay, so let's read further. He said, and he believed the Lord and it counted him for righteousness. What did Abraham do in that moment? He believed God. What did he do? God said to him, look up. See all of that. And what did he do? He believed. The moment he believed, God said, that's righteousness. Yeah, that's powerful. He said, yeah. Then he said to him, I'm the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? So he has a good question. The first time he said, God, give me a son. I have nothing. God said, come on, step outside, look up. He said, all of this is promised to you. Next step. He says to him, Lord, how will I know? How will I know that what you're busy with or what you promised, how will I know? 
And then what does he do? He goes and makes a sacrifice. What sacrifice? Worship. God says, I want to make covenant with you, but I need you to get into worship. I need you to get out of yourself because I've, I've put you outside. He doesn't go back into the tent. He goes and he gets all the sacrifice and he packs this, this um, the sacrifice with birds and stuff. Let's read it. Let's read it. And so he said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old female goat and three-year-old ram and turtle doves and a young pigeon. And he brought all this to him and cut them in two down the middle and placed each one on the opposite side of each other. And he did not cut the bird the birds into. So what he does is he, he splits this. Says, this is covenant that's about to be made. God says to him, come on, bring the sacrifice to me. Put this out. Cut them in the middle. And now will be this, this sacrifice that will happen. Now this is really interesting. Listen what happens. Um, cut them in the middle too. And when the vultures came down and the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. What happened? Vultures came down and wanted to eat what he just brought. Devil comes and says, really? Really? Sunday morning was so nice. It's Monday morning. Where's God now? Oh, you gave your life to Jesus. Really? Nothing's changed. You believe God will show up? Really? It's been a few days. The next verse says, and when the sun went down, God showed up. Sometimes you want, to, you want to get God when it's all bright and shiny and it's all good right now. God's waiting some time period. He says, oh, you're about to chase the vultures away. Are you getting all that, that stuff that want to come and steal what I promised you, what I want to do? God didn't show up and go, shoo, shoo. God said to Abraham, make me a sacrifice. And then Abraham sat there waiting for God, waiting in anticipation. He has the vultures. Fuzzak. God's coming. Oh, no, wait, I can't, I can't chase the vultures. I need to update my social media status. I, I can't come now. You know, I've got family coming this, tonight. I can't come tonight. I've got to do the family. I can't come right now because, I, oh, there's that movie we've been wanting to see. You know, I can't come now because we've really been, my tan's not looking good. I, I'm a whitey. I need to be a little darker. And like I'm going to. No, what does Abraham do? I'm waiting for God. And I'm going to sit here until God shows up. I'm waiting for God. And every vulture that's about to come and eat what I brought to God, what God asked me, God asked me to put this here. I brought it. I cut it. I'm ready for this. And then chase it away. Chase it away. He's putting the attention to what God's doing him, what God wants to do in him. And when the sun goes down, God puts him to sleep. And then God walks in fire through the covenant. And then God says, I made a covenant with you. No, he didn't. Abraham didn't walk through the oh, sacrifice. God made a covenant with himself. And then says, I made covenant because I know you will not be able to keep it. I know you're going to fail. I know you're going to have a moment when you're tired and you don't feel that faithful. I know that that Monday morning you're going to come up and you might have forgotten and things might have gone wrong. And you're going to like, Lord, where are you at? But I'll make covenant with myself. When did God do that again? In Jesus Christ. When Jesus died on the cross, God made covenant with you, and he left you out of it. 
He left your ability out of the covenant. He himself came down and was split in two. He himself between the two, between the two sinners, right there in the middle, made covenant and said, now it's yours. Do you believe it? How do you receive it? By faith. What did, how did Abraham receive it? By faith. What did God tell him? Look up at the stars. Step outside. Get out of yourself. Get out of that moment and look up because what I'm about to do in your life is much greater than what you've just asked. Some of us are so stuck in the next paycheck when God wants to give you himself. Lord, I'm I'm so fixated because it's the end of the month and it hasn't come in. Oh, I'm talking about myself too. You know, for the last couple of years, we barely make it month to month, and we talk through it, and we get this thing. So every time the end of the month comes, some of you can relate, and you know you've got to pay all of that, and you've got to make budget and everybody's salaries and stuff. I go into this fasting and prayer, and a week ago, God woke me up in the middle of the night and said, look to me. Now, that sounds so simple when it's all okay, but when nothing's okay, and you can still be okay, then God says, step outside. Step outside. Step outside. Come on. Step out of your circumstances. Step outside. We're stuck inside the tent and we're like, God, come fetch me. God, come fetch me. God, come do it. God, show me. And God says, you get out. You bring the sacrifice. You sit there and protect it. Because the vultures will come and they will come and try and take the word out of your heart. The vultures will show up at your business and will try and distract you. The vulture will show up on Monday morning when you drive out there and you're like, oh, what happened to my door? Because somebody didn't hold their door in the wind. And shwapang! Who's at those moments? Well, somebody bumps you and they drive off. And you get back to your car and like, what is going on here? Am I speaking death of you? No, I'm not. By the blood of Jesus, you're protected. You're in the covenant. Who is God? But here's the context is, are you still stuck in the tent? Or are you stepping outside? What's God called you to? What's God's heart for you? What does God want to do? We cannot be doing the same thing, expecting different results. The same way you've been giving, the same way you've been trusting, the same way you've been going to church, we've got to mature. We've got to grow up. We've got to get to a place of faith. I walk by faith and not by sight. That scripture has become more real to me than any other scripture in my life. I cannot base on what I'm seeing. I've got to walk in faith. How do I live an anxious free life when I know who I'm praying to? Let me just be anxious for nothing. But the second part's important. With prayer and supplications, let your requests be made known unto the Father. That's not me coming with my little list to God. God, you know what I need today? It's an online prayer because I don't have time to come to you. So I'll just, I'll, I'll order online from you. I'll order online from God. Lord, I want that, 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 that. Check out. That's it. Thank you. If God doesn't show up, Lord, why didn't you show up? That's not prayer. Prayer is conversation. Prayer is sitting there and waiting for the sun to go down. Chasing the vultures away. Father, I thank you that I missed it. I'm outside my tent now. I'm not looking at the air that I thought would be my air, but I'm looking to the promise. I'm meditating because I'm not on my phone. I'm not amongst people. I'm, I'm spending time with God, and, and now I'm not distracted by the things that distract, and, and I'm spending time with Jesus. 
And as I'm spending time with Him, I'm starting to see some. You know what the most beautiful thing is? In the presence of what God's about to do, Abraham falls asleep. You know how precious that is? David writes, in the presence of my enemy. He, what has he done in the presence of my enemy? I've set a table. I think about that so often. Right in the midst. I don't know if any of you have ever seen Lord of the Rings. Has anyone seen Lord of the Rings? <laughs> the gates of Mordor. Those evil demonic stuff. I'm thinking of that last scene. They're right at those gates. They're about to storm it. And I'm seeing a picture that God comes and he prepares the table. I know it's not a Christian movie or in that basis, but see the picture. Right in the midst of hell, God prepares the table and says, stop fighting, sit down, eat. <laughs> stop fighting. Stop, getting, stop looking at the enemy. Sit down and eat. What eat? Jesus. Because he's prepared his body for me. So it's just sitting down, just, and the enemy's pushing. And all I'm focused on is what God has done for me. Thank you, Lord. Your body broken for me. Your blood poured out for me. Just remember, thank you, Lord, that you've always been good to me. I remember that time when I was 16 years old, and you hit me in the power of God. My life got changed. I remember I prayed for finances, and you broken through, broke through. I remember I prayed for somebody, and they got healed. I remember when I prayed, something showed up. I remember my dad being sick, and I was standing next to his bed, and we got, like, I Come on, call to remembrance the things that God's done for you, not the things you're seeing. Like, God, where is my son? That I, I need a son. And God says, step outside. <laughs> Lord, I need a car. I need a job. I need a breakthrough. God says, step outside. Look up. So prophetic. Step outside. Look up. Raise your head, raise your view, raise what you've got. Look beyond what you're saying. When you do that, watch what God will do. Watch where He's at because He's, he's faithful. He's faithful. Can you just close your eyes for a moment with me? Jesus. Father, I pray today for every person in this place. Lord, I don't know everybody's heart or life or circumstances or things they're facing, but I know one thing, I know you. And I know this word is from you this morning. Step outside. Step into my presence. Step into what I've got to look up. I pray for an encounter with you, Lord. Over every person in this place. They might feel you right now. Feel your presence. Feel your glory. And God, just for a moment, come on, just sit at the sacrifice and chase the vultures. I thank you, Lord, right now. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus.
pray that this word will mean something in your heart. That it will be something that you can hold to. But as I said last week, James says, do not be deceived. Don't just hear the word. Do the word. That means sometimes we can listen to something and think, I got it. James says, you'll be deceived if you do that. But he says, go now and apply it. Some of you have got to maybe take your family tonight, step outside your house, and take hands, make a manifestation, and look up and go, Lord, we declare as the stars in the heaven, you are my shield and my exceedingly great reward. Just declare for a while, just make some manifestation, do something different, and see what God will do when you live from that place. Bless you.